Do what? Even racists like slow, uh, low taxes, right? <laughs> Even the white supremacists like yeah. better gas prices. Who'd have thought? Yeah. It makes burning those crosses way cheaper. Gasoline <laughs> <laughs> went up. And that's why we're never going to be on Fox News. Plus, Fox News is bought and paid for anyway. So, once again, like the press is just nothing but freaking worthless as per the norm. Yeah. Laura like Ingram. dollars worth of gasoline on that cross. <laughs> Bill, I can't afford this no more. It's ridiculous. We got to start using something else. Maybe make some homemade napalm, but damn it, man. This gasoline's too much. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I'm your host, John Burke. Got a little nickelback coming to you today. <laughs> it was actually Creed. Oh, my God. People are going to flip over on that one. I, I still I still maintain to this day that Creed and Nickelback were both really good bands. It just became like the cool thing to hate them is all it was. I think that's what it boiled down to, honestly. I, I still think they're great bands. I really do. And if you don't like that, well, you can just shut the hell up. 
So yeah. Well, you also like balls on your chin. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, potentially. Only yours though. Only yours. What's going on, America? Thanks for tuning in today. It is uh we're live over on Rumble. I uh, appreciate you being here today. It is a brisk 30-something degree day today. Any of your pipes freeze yet? No, we're good. Got the pool filled up. Everything's yeah, running. I can't even fill it. It's the the line is frozen. That's still it's still uh pumping. It's still the water's good, it hasn't frozen over yet completely, but I think after today, the temperature's supposed to go yeah. back up, and hopefully yeah. all this ice will start melting. I haven't heard of any, like, hardcore bad accidents happening in the DFW area, so that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a very good thing. Um, yeah. Got a lot of news to cover today. Um, the Trump ch- trial going on right now with um, Janine What's-Her-Face. I didn't know this was going for round two. I- I'd heard, you know, the rumblings of another potential defamation def- defamation trial. I didn't know it was actually going through, but apparently Trump is there. Uh, we got some some updates for you on that one. There's a political reporter that is giving live tweets and updates on that one. Trump's lawyer, um, Haba, and she's been told to sit down. It's... <laughs> oh, my God. It's just a circus at this point. It's a circus. I think, you know, I'm the first one to tell you that I think all these trials are BS. I think it's all ridiculous. I don't support it. I'm still not voting for the guy, but I can at least concede to the facts like this is yes, just stupid. Are. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> no, are. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And you know, that does pose uh, a hypothetical that Josh and I were talking about last night when we were on uh, Shell Shot Gummies. I got to, your, uh, your camera, like, I got to change it. It's very blurry. Hold on. Gotta, I gotta change it up here. Hold on. I'll just have to work on it later. Or no, here we go. Boom. I'm gonna sharpen it because it comes in very blurry. Mm. Boom. Get this. Got it. All right. Got it. Stealth mode. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, not voting for Trump. No. Um, and I, I pitched, I pitched this hypothetical to you last night. I'm very curious to see the outcome of this. If Trump secures the nomination. And the New Hampshire votes begin, I think it's January 23rd, 23rd is when it actually starts. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. When those votes come in, we're going to see even more so uh, where the poll or if the polls were accurate and then where DeSantis stands in comparison to Trump. Um, I, I, I'm very curious to see how Nikki Haley does there. Again, she only came in with uh, 19% of the Iowa vote. Uh, DeSantis, 21%, Trump, 51%. Um, and then the voting is going to start on the 23rd in New Hampshire. Now, if, and we're going to see, you know, if, if Trump dominates that one again by a 30-point spread, it's not a good sign. What are it's those like, polls? Are, are they about the same? I think I, they, the polls in uh, New Hampshire. I don't even look at Iowa? them. I don't even look at them because I looked at them before, and there was one poll I saw that had Nikki at 40%. I was like, there's no way. There's just literally no way. And that's not because I don't like her. It's just I don't feel like Republicans really favor her that much, especially going against uh, Donald Trump or even Ron DeSantis. Like, I, I don't know. But my question to the DeSantis people out there is, is let me ask you this. I've already seen it pitched around over on the Twitter world, is that if Trump wanted to unite the right and he offered an olive branch to DeSantis and he said, you know, he picked DeSantis for VP, would you vote for Trump at that point? Would you vote for a Trump-DeSantis ticket? I'm curious on people's thoughts on that. Do I yes, think it's going to happen? I would. Well, you're going to vote for Trump no matter what. I'm, I'm just curious to see where DeSantis supporters stand on that one. Because as I outlined in the text last night, it's not going to be Vivek. They already said no. Oh, by the way, um, Trump picked his uh, his press secretary. I uh, forget what her name is. I saw the tweet. Um, it's one of these things that she's been 
she's been tweeting for him over on Twitter. She's got like a hundred thousand followers. Uh, and I just, I can just think that like Laura Loomer is punching the sky right now. Cause I really think she was wanting that position. And it just goes to show you that like, you know, she doesn't get paid by him. She's just one of his biggest occultist followers. And then if Trump does secure the nomination, like I don't think he's giving her a position in the cabinet. I really don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. The woman's crazy. Yeah, she and comes off as super crazy. These people don't realize that. It's like, you can be an ardent supporter. I get that. It's like, but when you cross lines to the level that she has, you know, Trump is not going to, you know, push her away. He's, you know, if you've got a powerhouse uh, administration that you're really trying to get more votes for, and you've got people like Laura Loomer that is literally just kind of, I mean, she's, she's, she did an interview where she said, like, I'm not even going to have a relationship because Trump comes first. It's like, you got problems, woman. Like, you've got problems. Enjoy that's that. That's the reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's the reason nobody wants to date you. Um, it's like, enjoy those cats. But the question that I see posed to a lot of the DeSantis people is, would you vote for Donald Trump if, again, he offered um, DeSantis the VP slot? And I don't know where I stand on that one. I think that could be a very good move for the Trump administration. I just don't see them doing it. I, I sincerely don't see him doing it. What does the chat say? Um, how about a Trump Hunter Biden ticket? <laughs> Vivek would shred the media goons. Uh, it's not going to be Vivek. The press secretary has already been announced. It's not going to be him. Um, the new speaker was working under Kaylee during Trump's presidency. Um, not really seeing. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how people. His VP would be one of those first primary candidates. Sex Panther, I was thinking that as well. If, if it's a boil down of the initial candidates due to popularity, it's not going to be Vivek. They already said it's not going to be Vivek. They have not denied and they've not ruled out Nikki. Now, they also haven't said anything about DeSantis, but at the same time, they haven't said anything about Christy Noem or Carrie Lake. I don't know. Now, I know Carrie Lake's running for Congress in Arizona again, so I'm not sure what that's going to do to that type of uh, that election. But Yeah, I don't think it'll be her. You don't think it'll be her? No. I don't know. I mean, Christy Noem's been campaigning for him. Um, Ted Cruz has now come out and endorsed Donald Trump, which, again, is not surprising. When you see the Iowa results, Iowa results come out first and then candidates start backing, it's because these guys are fence sitters. They're going to say, which way is the political wind blowing? And that's the direction I'm going to go with it. It's, you know, and Rand Did you Paul's, see his, accept, his acceptance speech, the who? Trump's in Iowa? Uh, briefly, I saw bits and uh, pieces of it. Why? Yeah, he said he said nice things about Nikki Haley. He said oh, nice he did, things yeah. about uh, Ron DeSantis, yeah, Vivek. Yeah. You know, and, so and they you were know, good people. And they, yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's Trump's tactics. You know, I've, I've talked about this before on the show. Trump is one of those people that, like, he... he the issue that I have with Donald Trump is the the methods and the methodology he resorted to to go after someone like Ron DeSantis. Vivek ran a clean campaign, but Vivek was also a Trump surrogate. We knew that from day one. I call that one a mile away. And then you listen to Vivek's speech. If you look at the patterns of Vivek, it was he makes his announcement and then he refuses to ever uh, go after Donald Trump. He's trying to use the MAGA base. He comes in at like 7.7% of the vote in Iowa. He immediately drops out and then immediately flies up to go campaign for Donald Trump. And Trump's like, you know, and I do have unofficial word from friends that are in that, that area that are watching behind the scenes. Like he's already offered Vivek a position in the administration. It's like, that's exactly what Vivek wanted. Yeah. Now, People can say that's that's a bad thing. Vivek is he's he's going he's gunning for something in politics. Now the reasoning why behind that, I honestly feel that coming from a big pharma type guy, he's in it for self interest. Let's make no ifs ands or buts about it. I really don't feel like this guy has America's best interests at heart. He says the things that people want to hear. He resonates with the voter base because he talks about trending issues. He's great at debating. I'm not denying those things, but I don't feel Vivek is on the up and up. When you've criticized Donald Trump and you said you cried when you watched January 6th, when in the book you criticized Donald Trump left and right, and then you come out and you say he's the greatest president of all time, Vivek is a flip-flopper. 
He's going to say what needs to get said to get him into a position where he secures. That's most politicians, though, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. But either way, you know, Vivek has just been one of those guys that it's like, I don't trust this guy. But, you know, no. But to go back to what you were saying, Trump praised a lot of these guys. That's what Trump does. Yeah. That's what Trump does. He's going to attack, attack, nice attack. victory speech that yeah. MSNBC decided that the I knew he would. I, I knew could, he would. But handle. I'm I'm wondering where he's going to go with his VP spec though, uh, pick. I'm, I'm very curious on that. Um, if he secures the, the nomination. And I'm wondering if it would behoove DeSantis to go ahead and pick a VP right now, try and gain some, some, some steam or some momentum. But a lot of that might not happen because anybody that wants to jump in and say, I'll be his VP, it's like, are you going to potentially risk, you know, taking that kind of loss and have that under your belt? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying this is the way that people are thinking when it comes to politics. Now, I, I didn't think it was a good idea when Ted Cruz and uh, who's that lady that was running in 2016? The Joe Jorgensen? No, no, it was the lady from... Uh, Hewlett Packard. I can't remember what her name was, but he and that lady, they teamed up like they were going to be mm. president, VP. Wow. Oh, it yeah. just didn't work out well. Yeah. Like she Crew. fell off the stage yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? What was no, her name? I don't remember, remember, remember that. that. I can't was... remember who she was. Like, Cruz is, he's a great debater. He makes some really solid points, but Cruz is your typical politician, though. I mean, it's just, it is. I still, I still haven't forgotten two he years is. ago when we had that last bad freeze. He tried jetting off to Mexico with his daughters. And I'm just like, Bro, you're a leader. Like, what are you doing? You don't do that. You don't abandon your district and say, yeah, you're on your own. I'm rich. I can afford to go to Mexico. Later, nerds. It's like, I mean, you can do that. It's a very, very bad example of leadership, but, you know, whatever. So you guys stay here on the Titanic. I'm I'm going to go catch a rowboat. I'll, I'll be back. It's like, yeah, are you, though, Ted? Are you, though? So I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Buck Sexton and Clay What's-His-Face come out. And these, like, I didn't know this, this Clay guy, who apparently they, they got Rush Limbaugh's time slot. And this dude's like a former Democrat. And he's voted Democrat all the way up until Trump. He even voted for the likes of uh, John Kerry. And they've been attacking the DeSantis people left and right, saying they're stupid, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I, I just don't get your rationale here. I really don't. If you're trying to unite people to vote for your guy, to sit there and accuse the DeSantis people of being stupid, it's like, that's not the way to do it. Like, that's the problem that the MAGA campaign has got on their hands right now. You've got a very, very toxic voter base that make people, especially Republicans, not want to vote for you. Now, me personally, I'm going to vote for the person that I feel has best policy. That's, I don't care about the voter base. It's one of those things that you're going to get you're going to get it on both sides. And I don't care what anybody says. I've seen more toxicity come from the MAGA people on Twitter than the DeSantis people out there. I've seen that. I mean, I'm on Twitter a lot. That's kind of like I watch. I get the news from there or I watch the trending events going on there. I've seen... Horrible. And now there's a hit list. Do you know there's a hit list out? Uh-uh. Yeah, I shared it on Instagram. One of the glory holpers, one of the little groypers, Nick Fuentes, incel virgin, basement nerds, put together a hit list and literally says, DeSantis supporters hit list with a knife and then a list. And I'm offended by this because I'm not on this list. I'm, I'm, I'm sincerely offended. Now, I can't get into this because I think we're streaming on Twitter today. Um, and all I'm just saying is, look, man, um, add me to the list and let's do this show up and let, I've, I've already gotten, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. I've already got my kills over there. I'm still aiming for a state side. Um, do it, turn up and say when, but again, I think it's just nothing but a, a empty threat, veiled threat. But again, these are the groipers and it's like, you're going to fuck around until one of your little nerds is laying there with a sucking chest hole. You're going to, you're going you're gonna to fuck around and find out. I'm telling, I'm not, I'm not playing games with this. You're going to come up on the wrong person. And you're going to find out very quickly what the Second Amendment is all about. You're going to find out real fast. And I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I'd laugh. 
I'd laugh at that. Laying there bleeding and be like, Welp, uh, even the Taliban has bigger balls than you because they at least come out and say they're going to do it. You just you hide behind closed doors and keyboard. Taliban has bigger balls than you. So anyway, oh, my gosh. What's going on, folks? Um, have you seen Chris Nelson attacking Scott Pressler? I did see that. I, I saw the, the supposed um, or I listened to the supposed uh, Twitter space. My, my concern was it came from an account who doxes people. He's a, he's a degenerate out there. And it sounded like he manipulated the audio. I saw it posted. I said, it needs to be clarified. Um, but yeah, Scott Pressler, I, I don't agree with his politics, but again, Scott is, I'm not going to attack the dude. And there's a few DeSantis people who's like, Scott was never neutral. It's like, yeah, no kidding. The guy was always Trump. Like, but the fact was Scott was respectful. He's done a lot for the GOP overall. He's done a lot for Trump. Um, he did a lot to help DeSantis in Florida as well. Scott's not on my list of like people that I just despise. He's always treated people with respect and I, I got no beef with the guy. And if he's going to vote for Trump, then vote for Trump. Knock yeah. yourself out, man. I'm not, I'm not against that, but it's the people that, again, I match energy. So when you see like these, these people like the cat turd nerds, the Graham Allen, who, by the way, um, I got, I got a clip you need to listen to of old Grammy boy here. He deleted this. Let me see if I still got it. Like Graham being Graham Allen is freaking hilarious to me. Um, where is it? I shared it in my Instagram. Uh, let me see if I still got it. Basically, um, here we go. Here's old Grammy Poo. Right now, if Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley do not drop out today, today, they are bought, paid for swamp creatures. And if you continue to donate to their campaign, hang on. I'm going to. The guy's an idiot. Swamp creatures? And then he deleted it. It's like, Graham, you're going to have a difficult time explaining that if Trump taps Nikki Haley for your VP. You're going to have a very difficult time. And I'm going to post it on Twitter. Good old Grammy boy. Grammy's been one of the biggest shill sellouts for a very, very long time. Very long time. But the Jack Sobasex, uh, DC Dranos, Kirks, all of them, these bad faith actors, these are the ones that I, I sincerely despise. These people are sellout clout chasers. And, you know, you know that um, Charlie Kirk lives in like a million dollar mansion? No. Yeah, this guy yeah, is like I over figured. in Arizona. This guy is very wealthy. I figured he was loaded. very wealthy. He's made a lot. I mean, politics can make you very rich. And that's when people say like people like me, it's like, you're a grifter. It's like, I'm, where, where's my mansion? Like, where, where, if I, that's the thing that I absolutely love about these types. Like they'll sit there and they'll accuse you of all these things. It's like, no, I'm just principled. I genuinely believe in the things that I stand for, which is the constitution. Now, if I was a sellout, then you'd hear me going with the more popular side via social media, the polling, the MSM. That would be MAGA. That would be MAGA. And we'd probably make a lot of money, to tell you the truth. Probably make a lot of money. Imagine being in the Trump team and, like, you know, campaigning hard for him, yada, yada, yada. I mean, look at the likes of Mike Lindell, Roger Stowe. These people are very, very wealthy off of what they do for MAGA. Um, so it's kind of like, I never understood that, but then again, it's bad faith arguments, bad faith insults. They do that. It's to be, it's to be ignored, but the cat turds and stuff like that, these are the same people that these are grifters. And the reason I say they're grifters is that not even a year ago, years of change ago, they praised Ron DeSantis. They loved Ron DeSantis. He was their guy. And then Trump decides to run and suddenly you turn on DeSantis on a dime. I'd have 10 times more respect for somebody that said, look, I live in Florida. I love what DeSantis has done here. I support this guy. I'm afraid I can't support him for president. I'm going Trump, but I'm not going to criticize what the guy has done, but I am voting for Trump. That positioning right there, that's an honest position. That's a position I can respect, but none of these grifters took that position because why? Trump and their team told them to attack DeSantis, do everything they could to character assassinate him, lie. It's like, if you're willing to employ leftist, tact leftist tactics to that magnitude, 
then I'm never going to respect you. Either you stand your ground and be honest about it, or you just become a liar and a shart and like, you know, cat turd and the rest of them. So yeah, I think it's pretty easy to, uh, to it, just be it's, honest yeah, about it. It's not that hard. <laughs> you don't have to be disingenuous. Yeah, you you don't, don't have to lie about your positioning. I mean, I, but the question is like, why? Because again, that, that team demands fealty unwavering fealty, no questioning. You cannot do that. Whereas then I love, I love the fact that even though I back DeSantis, I don't have to sit here and tweet out and rationalize when my guy says something incredibly stupid. If DeSantis says something, I don't agree with him. Like, I don't agree with that. I'm still very leery on DeSantis's uh, lack of enthusiasm on the whole, not wanting to support Ukraine. I, that, that bothersome to me, but it's like, there's going to be a lot of things that bother me or a few or a lot, whatever the case may be. It's like, and there's nothing wrong with questioning that mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with calling that out and saying, look, this is a concern for me as a voter, but this whole identity politics, this whole us versus them, this will continue this system that is so broken that many people say the left and right are, you know, uh, same or a different side of the same coin. It's true. But if people keep voting in line with us versus them versus principled votes, this will not change. You got you to gotta interject a little chaos and anarchy into the system. Until that happens, it's, it's not going to change. So we'll see. But to answer the question I posed earlier, if Trump offered an olive branch to DeSantis and took him on as VP, I'd vote for that ticket. Do you think I'd vote DeSantis for would take Except a VP position? I don't know. You know, some people I saw in the comments, some people were saying that if DeSantis did that, that's the kiss of death. And here's the reason why I might disagree with that. DeSantis does very well with independents. Independents do like Ron DeSantis. They like his positioning on some of the stuff. Um, I think that you'd get the two, the most popular base outside of Trump, according to the Iowa polls or the Iowa voter counts, you'd unite those two. I think that if Nikki Haley, when Nikki Haley folds, she's going to endorse Trump. I, I think she will. Um, I think they all do. I think they all do as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anybody that's not going to be like, eh, well, I'm I mean, even for RFK. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the MAGA, or excuse me. if you're Bill Crystal or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. one yeah. of the Bushes well. or, you know. Well, RFK, RFK is a gun grabber. I can't vote for that guy. No, I wouldn't vote for him. I, I don't think I can vote for him. I'm sorry, I just don't. But if Trump He's decided, definitely going to siphon off votes from Biden, though. 100%, yeah. I don't see, I know Jenna Elise and a lot of these people are saying they're going to vote for RFK. Even Bill Mitchell said that. I don't think I'm going to vote for RFK. That guy is a climate change Nazi. I've, I've listened to the clips of this guy talking about he wanted to prosecute members of Congress that denied it. I'm like, um, that's political prosecution. I don't stand with that. He's attacked the Second Amendment. He's flip-flopped on it. The Second, Amendment, the Second Amendment is crucial to me. That's one of my biggest pillars there. So I don't think I would vote for RFK. So, But the other point, though, is that if Trump offered an olive branch to DeSantis, and DeSantis already said that if he, you know, if he loses, he will endorse Trump. He signed the pledge. Trump didn't, though. Trump didn't sign that pledge. So, and people were saying like all the DeSantis supporters, if DeSantis does suspend his campaign, would you back Donald Trump? And people said, DeSantis can sign that pledge. I'm not honor bound to that pledge. I'm not going to. It's yeah. like, that's fair. I mean, people, dude, I don't care where people vote. You vote according to your conscience. If you're going to vote for DeSantis, that's fine. You want to do RFK Trump? That's fine. It's the bad faith people I cannot stand. I cannot stand them to try and lie and gaslight to rationalize why your guy fucked up. I don't agree with that. You can you can easily say, I don't agree with this. This needs to change. And when the voter base does that, then the candidate is usually going to change. Trump was pretty decent about that when it came to things such as the Second Amendment until after he blundered it. He did listen to a degree. But when you continuously make bad choices, bad decisions, it's like, dude, I'm sorry. I got to go with somebody else. So, but if he did offer DeSantis that VP spot and DeSantis takes it and they, they win, this positions DeSantis to run again in 2028. And I think he would. Yeah, it'd be I a think four a Trump years. Of presidency Trump. is yeah. going to be an amazing presidency where 
you know, everybody's going to be wealthier again. I think, it, well, it's going to take some Gas time. Gas prices to, will be down yeah. and the border will be I'm not saying that it wouldn't be. I, I think that Trump, if he made the decisions he made in the past, not in regards to signing the CARES Act and all this other nonsense that really screwed us in the economy, but if he went in there and he really started opening up the energy sector even more so, of course the gas prices are going to come down. It's going to take some time, though. I'd like it's to going to take some time. China held accountable too for releasing COVID onto the world. Uh, yeah, Buck Sexton and that moron Democrat—that's his co-host, by the way—they're saying that yeah, we're okay with no COVID responsibility and our accountability. I'm, I'm like, not. I'm not. What about I, the people who had people die? I agree. What about the businesses destroyed, the economy in shambles the way it is? I do want COVID accountability. Yeah. I do. They should. China should. We should. Whatever debt they owe us, we should peel off. Oh, bro, like yes, ninety percent of it. Apple, I think. Yeah, we owe them trillions. And it's like being that you unleash this on the yeah. world, and it shouldn't be America just taking the, taking that positioning. Should be the whole world. It should be the whole world. It's like you, but at the same time, though, and here's where it gets tricky. We funded it. Fauci admitted to the gain of function research of six hundred thousand going to them to fund this. Now that being said, though, we weren't the cause of the release. They were. Yeah. Now you know biological engineering as far as weaponry that goes on, and I mean in every even in Ukraine we talked about that. I was like that's everywhere. Do I agree with it? No, but that is part of the arms race. Whether you like it or not, biological warfare is part of the arms race. It's an integral part. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna watch, see what New Hampshire does. If New Hampshire, and there, again, there's the 30 point spread on that one. It's not looking good for DeSantis, but DeSantis said he's gonna take it all the way to Super Tuesday. We'll see. As long as DeSantis runs, he has my support. He has my support. I mean, I got nothing to lose. So we'll see. But uh, let's get to the news. By the way, this episode is brought to you by. Uh, wait, Buck Sexton was XCI. I think he, wasn't he XCIA or was he secret? No, Bongino was secret service. Buck Sexton, I think was CIA. Tells you a lot right there. You fucking fed. Excuse me. I gotta stop cussing. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry guys. <laughs> it's a fed. It's a fed. Um, yeah, this episode is brought to you by shellshockcbd.com. Uh, Alex Stein has been promoting our stuff. We, uh, sponsored a, a few of, uh, few shout outs from him. They're really good people. I like Alex Stein. I like his producer, Jimmy. They're very talented. Um, very interesting high energy show over there. I think last night he got shot by a paintball gun by every one of his, um, Ooh, I should shoot you with a paintball gun. There's snowballs chance in hell that happening. <laughs> that ain't happening, bro. I mean, the whole hot chip thing you did with me, I still got to get your payback on that one. Uh, I have a free, uh, yeah, 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 payback's coming on that one. All right, this episode is brought like to you by, shut the hell up, Josh. I still got payback coming on that one. This episode is brought to you by shellshockcbd.com. Why should you check us out? Well, we're made right here in America. Uh, America's top selling veteran brand owned of CBD, Delta 8, Delta 9, topicals, you name it, we've got it. We've got your stress, we've got it, your anxiety. We got everything you need. And by the way, did I mention that every single one of our products come with a 100% money back guarantee? If you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you the way you want it to work for you, we'll refund your money. I'm that confident. I am that confident. Give us a chance to earn your business. Use code SAVAGE. Save yourself 10% off. Check it out at shellshockcbd.com. We have great deals. We got the monthly deals bundles right here. Uh, we got our rack out gummies, the face mask. We got the fallout gummies. These are the uh, pineapple flavor. These are for stress, THC free. We have THC and THC free. Now, easy boomer conservatives. I know you're probably going to crap yourself over there. Like, oh my God, you consume THC? Yes, you're I do. You're selling heroin? You're, <laughs> you're selling crack? It's like, I mean, it's THC, really. I think we've got to get over this boomer ideology of like THC is the worst thing out there. It's great to microdose with. It makes you feel good. It helps you relax, chill out. But of, of course, you know, there are going to be some people that misrepresent it in a very negative light to where you're dependent. You're chemically dependent on this to function. And some people are, you know, some people have such just bad trauma in their lifetime. You know, it, I, I understand. 
But it's one of these things like that the, the boomers are out there, or like the evangelical hardcore types are kind of like, well, you can't do that as I sit here and crack open a nice cold one and glug, glug, glug. It's like, so explain yeah. the difference. One's you're consuming THC versus one you're consuming a high amount of calories and sugar and it's destroying your liver. Yeah. THC is yeah. not going to destroy your liver. So again, I've never understood that. But then again, you know, people have their weird justification and their causes. We call them stupid. We call them stupid. There you go. So... Anywho, what's going on, folks? Welcome to the show. And Let's, on uh, this Friday, we have a special yes, deal, so you got to tune in Friday. Friday, if you, by the way, if you support us on Locals, you get 35% off every Friday. We do a special code over there for you. The Locals channel, it's right on our Rumble thing. If you want to support the show there, um, like, I, I love these trolls on Twitter. It's like, you're out of a job after this election. It's like, no, I, I'm not. Like, I'm not paid. I'm not paid to do this. Like, this is what we do because we love, we have a passion for this. Like, who pays us? Nobody. Nobody. I'd love to get paid. It'd be great. But that's not going to happen. And I feel like the people that do get paid, who's paying you? And I feel like sometimes, like, for example, if, like, the Blaze Media, I could never work for them. I, Glenn Beck, I do not care for that guy. His positioning, his stances, I don't agree with. I think that guy, he, he's just one of these guys that goes with the crowd, the popular crowd. He did it in 2015. I think he's still doing it now. Um, so, I, but, so if I work for blaze, I could never criticize Glenn Beck. Yeah. Wouldn't be able to happen. And I don't, you know, I understand why people work there. I get it. I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying as far as how we operate here, it's gotta be independent. It has to be. Then you can get true honesty from people. And if people don't like the opinion, that's fine. It's an honest assessment. There is no gaslighting. There's no lying going on at this table. We genuinely believe in the positions that we take. It's not, I mean, that's the thing people talk about. Like you're going to go back and delete your tweets. Like, no share my tweets, like post them, go right ahead. Nothing I've said will I ever recant or say I was wrong on, on as far as like I, my positioning has changed unless it actually has. And I've changed my mind on a few things, not a lot, but a few things. So I always love that. It's like Laura Loomer's like, we've got screenshots. Well then post them, bitch. I don't care. Like do it, do it, post, post the truth. I'm fine with that. Or the whole you're traitors and we're not letting you back into MAGA. Explain to me why I want to be in your cult. I, I don't, I'm not aware of that. And also, I'd like to see you execute that. How, how do you intend on stopping anybody unless it's for like a political career? In which case, good luck. I really don't care. You're just going to ostracize more and more people. But either way, it's, it's just always been funny to me that these like these Twitter people are just kind of like, me, 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 me. And that's it. That's as far as it goes. They make hit lists. They make all these threats. And it's like, bro, the business address is posted. Show up one day. Come strap because you're going to need it. You got to need it. I guarantee it. <laughs> you're going to hate the suck of chest wound I give you. I guarantee it bunch of groiper nerds all right let's get into the first <laughs> i don't want to do that to anybody it's 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 commentary it's funny i secretly do though anyway <laughs> and we're off twitter and we're off the fox news thing um first article we got coming in today backlash conservative parody website racist vivek ramaswamy joke sparks backlash Again, we pull up the articles. We don't previously read them. We just go off the cuff here because I like having just good discussions and, you know, and delving into topics here. But I think this is from Babylon B making a joke about Vivek working at 7-Eleven in the White House. I think that's what this is in real. It's, it's what it has to be. Conservative parody website joke about former Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy sparked backlash on social media with people calling it racist. When when do things not spark backlash on social media? You can literally say the sky is blue and it's spark backlash with the flat earthers for some reason. After Ramaswamy, uh, a biotech entrepreneur announced Monday he was dropping out of the 2024 race. Um, the Babylon, it's Babylon B. Yep. Babylon B posted an edited photo of the businessman in a 7-Eleven uniform in front of the convenience store on X. 
formerly known as Twitter. It's Twitter. On Tuesday, and wrote, Trump promises Vivek an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. People on social media found the post offensive and some calling it racist. Josh or Joash Thomas, the national director of mobilization and advocacy for inter, or international justice mission Canada. That's a mouthful for I have a worthless position. Uh, wrote, the last time I called out the B for an anti-Asian racism, I got disinvited from the speaking engagement. So let me be clear this time. This is incredibly racist and poor taste. It's comedy. It's humor. I know liberals don't like that. I know it offends you, but I'd be willing to bet my next paycheck. Vivek saw that and he laughed his ass off because Vivek's not the type. Is that? It's is, comedy. Is that racist? More racist than Rick Wilson saying? Oh, yeah. uh, did you hear what? I mean, they, they were trashing Vivek. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, yeah. like yeah. uh, Ramadan Moding Dong or yep. something like that. Uh, Joy Reid. Yeah. What all these people? All the all the racism. That's why it's kind of like when Democrats want to suddenly start virtue signaling about how anti-racist they are, but you remain. Tone deaf when your own black liberals, especially black, they're the most racist ones out there. They went after uh, Vivek. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they did. After he dropped out of the race. Yep. Corey Bush. They went after him hardcore. Yeah. Well, no, who was like, it? It was on Bill Maher. It wasn't Corey Bush. It was, uh, what was the lady? The black lady over there is like, I can't even pronounce his name. It's Vivek. I'm going to go home. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If uh-huh. he has to go back to India, then you got to go back to Africa. Because guess what? Both of you were born here. They're Americans. So, but by your logic, hit the bricks. But no, it's only racist when we do it. When we make jokes, it's racist. When they actually say it and mean it, it's not racist because they're black. You talked about um, the the trial going or the, uh, oh, what's her face? Fanny. It gets up there. You said, describe that for me. She gets up in front of the church and says, can't a black woman make a mistake? Yes. I mean. Really? That's that's basically it. She just got up and decried racism after she was called out for having an illicit affair with uh, somebody she was paying on the case that. Yeah. She had a romantic involvement with. Yeah. But isn't it funny how you you get caught breaking the law and instantly your defense comes into race card. And then you wonder why there's so much racism in this country against black liberals. And it's only going to grow when you adopt this positioning of I can do no wrong. And the fact that you're trying to prosecute me is simply because I am black. Well, then naturally you're going to have more people saying, look how racist these people are. And I do not like like them based upon the fact, not that they're black, but they use their skin color to defend their disgusting actions. Did, did they say anything about when Joe Biden said if you go into no. a 7-Eleven, you'd find Indian people working there? Donna Brazil, thank you. No, no. They, they say nothing. Uh, hey, man, if you don't feel for me, you ain't black. Chains being in chains. We're going to put you all back into nothing. No. That, that's okay? Not that's a, a peep. Okay. Not a peep. Not a word. It, they, they only do it. They only go after the right on this one. It's like, I, I think it's gotten to the point now where even people on the left is like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, we see what's going on now. And it's, it's like you put a big, bright spotlight. I read an article yesterday, though, that the Biden administration has a $117 million war chest ready to go, and they're already running ads against Trump. Oh, yeah. The left thinks it's going to be Trump. They're already running hit ads on him. And I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be one of these things of... <sighs> We're headed for some very, very interesting times. Interesting times. If Trump secures the primary, I, I, I don't I just, yeah. But uh, I did read the article yesterday. You wrote about, or not you wrote, uh, the one you shared with me yeah. um, about the influencer going to see DeSantis and the discussion they had. And it does sound like DeSantis has been, excuse me, has been getting some bad advice. If what that gentleman wrote is true, and I have no reason not to believe him, um, yeah. Um, he basically said things like DeSantis should have, should have attacked Trump way earlier, yada, yada, yada. Um, they were doing funding to do door to door knocking in places like Texas and other places like, 
you're you're pushing this funds, you're pushing these areas right now that we should be focused more so on isolating Iowa and the rest of it and then go as we can. But I don't know. And then, I like the fact he pointed out they had a lot of people from Ted Cruz's campaigns and the guys yeah. like, we don't have a single person here that's been on an administration that won. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So there's been some blunders. There's been some blunders. It was a rough start right out of the gate for him. Yeah. Even I've, I've, like yeah. starting off on Twitter. Twitter shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't, shouldn't have done, have done it. it. Yeah. Now, if Elon had done more to back DeSantis, but I don't think Elon was really backing it. It was just more so like, this is going to benefit Twitter. Yeah. To his, Twitter spaces. His yeah. Yeah. I, I can't blame that. But I think that announcement, it is yeah, bad. It's bad. Shouldn't have done that one. Shouldn't but, have done it. Yeah. But either way, at, at the same time, though, I still look at what he's done in Florida. It's like, that's why I'm going to vote for the guy. But yeah, the campaign could be handled differently. But he did have some good, he's got some hard hitters there. Christina Pushaw, you know, even before uh, DeSantis decided, decided to run, she was still doing phenomenally well. It was just batting the press over there in Florida, the, uh, the MSM going after him for the don't say gay bill, all this nonsense. So he does have a very good team over there. So we'll say, um, um, I'm not woke, but that's pretty racist. Too far, posted ex-user MK random person, I don't know. A supporter of former President Donald Trump thought that the Babylon Bee should retract the post. I'm 100% Trump and think Babylon B is a national treasure, but this one is just stupid. You can and should do better. A public, you see, I hate, I hate when these morons take this position of do better. Shut up. Shut up. Do better. It's comedy, dude. I'm sorry. You don't get to sit there. And do I find it offensive? No, it's a joke. But how many times can you see people get made fun of that are being, that are white, specifically black liberals, whites, whites, especially. I mean, what was that new TV show that just came out where, um, the black daughter comes home to the black mom and brings, or the black son comes home to the black mom and brings his fiance who's black. And the mom leans in and says, I'm so glad you're not white. And she goes, me too. It's like, wow. Okay. What was that on? Oh, I forget what TV show. It, it trended. It was all over Twitter for like a few days ago. I was like, well, this is black racism. It's black liberal racism. This is what you get with Democrats. It's, it's to be expected every single time. If you're black, you're the protected class. You can do no wrong. And if you point it out and you're white, oh, you racist. Unless you're someone like me that says, yeah, yeah, that's not true. And I don't care. You're, you're, I've, I love the, the, the cliche. It's like your booze bother me none because I've seen what you've cheered for. It means nothing. You people are like degenerates to me. I, I don't even view you as human beings. You're racist, disgusting pieces of trash. So when this, you're racist and yeah, if, if according to you, I am, I really don't care. Go, go for that. Take that positioning because all I have to do is just literally hold up a mirror and say, is this you? This is you. Cause you can't do that for me. You can't do it for me. But I still think this Vivek thing is funny as hell. Good for them. Good for Babylon Bay. Yeah. It's, it's humor. It, it's always funny how these people will choose to be offended by one thing and then something else they'll completely turn a blind eye to. What they see is an opportunity to jump in there and virtue signal to say, wait a minute, now I'm going to stand up for black people because this isn't fun. Or like India, but it's, not, it's funny. It is funny. You know who else was funny? Dave Chappelle. When he did the whole KKK thing, freaking hilarious. 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 George Carlin. Hilarious. Richard Pryor. Hilarious. Racist as hell. Funny ass jokes. That's what people laugh at. But being the left, and the right has adopted this positioning too a little bit, I've seen, is that when you try to clean up comedy and say it has to stay within these parameters, then it's no longer funny. You can only laugh at this. No, I laugh at the most freaking hilarious stuff out there. I don't care if it's racist. It's funny. It's funny as hell. You cannot sit there and put a box on humor and say, this is what you get. No, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. Anyway, uh, Babylon B editor-in-chief Kyle Mann doubled down amid the backlash, jokingly commenting on the Babylon B's post, take this down. 
That's what you got to do, man. That's the position. Double down and make fun of them. And guess what happened? Folks, I'm telling you, they've tried to cancel me in the past as well. What you have to do is you double down and you make fun of them. And then they realize they're not going to gain an inch on you. They got nothing. Now, when their punches start landing and you start defending yourself, then they're going to stick with it. But when you just start making fun of them, dude, they will move on to something else. That's what they always do. These losers don't have lives. That's what they do. Make fun of them. So good for them for not uh, kowtowing, bowing down. Good. Good for Babylon Bay. They, they write a lot of funny stuff. The sad thing, though, is a lot of their articles in this day and age, you can't even tell if they're joking or not. It's like, no, that sounds real. I know. That, that sounds feasible. That's what's sad about the condition of America right now. Uh, what's going on, Rumble? If you're watching, uh, we're streaming on Twitter today. So if you're watching on Twitter, thanks for being here. If you could do me a favor, tune in on Rumble or retweet, retweet the space. We appreciate that. I've gained like another 300 followers since like two days ago. Thanks to all the MAGA people that don't like me. Like, look at this guy. I hate him. Yeah. Retweet, retweet, retweet. And it's like the following just goes up, just goes up, goes up. It's like helping me out here. Um, right now, Joy Reid. Internet wants Joy Reid fired as she claims white Christian Iowa Trump voters want people of color to bow down before them. If she gets fired, that will be huge. I think it'd be hilarious. Do you think she does? I don't think she will. It'll be a bold move if, uh, what network is she on? MSNBC? Yeah. Yeah, if they get They're rid the of her. Because it's going to be like, you just can't go around no. saying racist things Look about at Don white Lemon. people. Don, yeah, Don Lemon. You know what I love about this, though? People, every single one of these leftists out there that say white people are the problem, you're married to a white person. They're married to a white person and they're black. And it's just like Don Lemon's like, white people are the problem. Like, bro, you're married to a white dude. What are you talking about? Every single one of them, it's, it's like you say we're the problem, but then you love us because we have great credit. <laughs> and we're banned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we have jobs and we have great credit and, you know, we can articulate our point without using ebotics. I mean, my bad. Uh, does that make me a horrible person? I don't think so. But Joy Reid is one of the biggest racists out there. And, you know, if MSNBC fires her, she is going to pull the black card and she's going to sue. Obviously. She will claim discrimination. And that's why a lot of these agencies, when you see these examples like her or similar to her, there's a reason people do not want, especially black feminists, or feminists in general. Can you imagine somebody on their resume putting something that kind of alludes to that? It's like, bro, not only am I tearing up this resume, I am burning it. I'll burn it. There is no way I'd hire a feminist. No way. Absolutely not. That's just hilarious to me. Um, Los Angeles, California, MSNBC host Joy Reid has stirred controversy with her comments targeting white Christian Trump supporters in Iowa, accusing them of seeking submission from people of color. Okay, look, again, I have to say this every single time. I'm not voting for Donald Trump, but I have never. I have, even with all the toxicity on Twitter, outside of the Groypers, I have not seen MAGA taking this positioning. I have not. This has been a tactic the leftist MSM has used since 2015 when Trump first announced he was going to run. Yeah. Well, a little bit after that, because Trump had to like really, you know, hammer down on the illegal immigration, stuff like that. And then they're like, oh my God, he's a xenophobe. But this has been their positioning since day one. That's why nobody takes them seriously anymore. I have never seen anybody take up the position within MAGA to say that we are here to suppress black voters. In fact, it's been the opposite. You saw a turning point. Again, I don't agree with this, but like the black leadership summit, yeah, it's like you were still trying to segregate. I was like, I, I didn't agree. And oh, by the way, who called turning point out from day one? This guy right here. Remember that? I told people, 
I said, be careful. Graham Allen's a grifter. Turning point. Watch these people. I called it. It's like I'm a political prophet. Yeah, I say unto yeah, I say unto thee, be weary of those that know not of what they speak, and yet kiss the ring of Donald Trump. That's what they do. That's what Turning Point does. You're seeing a lot more uh, of the black community supporting Donald Trump. They're going to, yeah. They're fed up with it. I got an article here See, from Charlemagne the God again. Had, goes uh, off on uh, Joe Biden. Eight mm-hmm. percent of the black vote in 2020. That's the uh, yeah. highest any Republican has ever gotten in that. Uh, I sincerely, well, because Trump's not racist. So like, no, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, hit him for the things he's done, which the two way, yeah, fair enough. America isn't racist. The, the argument they make is that there's systemic racism. And instantly, all you have to say is, show me the laws. Which laws are racist? Then when you go into private enterprise, well, look at private enterprise. Uh, they have every right to be racist. You can't sit there and demand somebody adopt your, your moral positioning, because where does that end? Now, I'm not saying that I agree with racism. I'm saying that I agree with everybody's right to believe and see and do and say as they see fit. Yeah. I think that's that's what makes America free. And it's because you don't like what somebody has. I mean, you remember when they, uh, what was it, that, those coffee shops and what was it, San Francisco, that refused to serve cops? It's like, that's their right. Yeah. And what happened? They didn't last. Remember the communist one? The communist coffee shop in Seattle, I think it was? You remember that one? Uh-uh. Uh, was it, what, uh, chat, uh, check me on this. Well, the, the, the communist coffee shop, was that in Seattle? Or was that in California or was it in Los Angeles? It was one of the two, I believe. No, I'm not even was making it, this up. You pay what you want. Yes, for the pay coffee. what you want. Take what you remember. That remember was a while that? ago, right? That was hilarious. That was, couldn't have been any more than a year. But, bro, was that it? was hilarious. It's like, oh, this is going to work out. They lasted Port- one year. Portland? Was it Portland? No. Was it really? Was it Portland? I do remember that, yeah. 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 People just going and taking the coffee. Like, hey. it, was, it was Portland. Thank you guys for Rumble Chat for saying Portland. Yeah. So in Portland, it was just kind of like your your business model is, okay, I'm going to buy coffee grounds. I'm going to grind them up. I'm going to pay for the labor, pay for the cups, pay for the overhead of this this uh, this the shop, pay my employees, pay for the sh- pay for everything. And then I'm going to offer it to the public and I'm going to say, hey, you pay what you feel is fair. That's why communism doesn't work. That's nobody's going to pay. Nobody, of course, I mean, yeah, people, force them. they're operating on this notion of good faith. Ah, guess what? Human beings, we're shitheads, okay? If you leave something out and say, pay what you feel is, 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 is you know, what, what we deserve, they're going to be like, eh, yeah, I'm getting free coffee. They don't care about you. That's why it's a business. It's not a charity. I love that. It's not UNICEF. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's, it's just, it's the, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So when you see a communist coffee house, it's like, oh, I'm just going to follow this. Like, I'll even go in there and sit down and just watch how this unfolds. Because like, oh, this is, this is the greatest economic experiment that we've ever seen. Like, I would love to sit there and just document this. Like, okay, your day is gross. What was it? It's like, oh, it's like negative 350. It's like, okay, day two, what was your gross? Ah, negative 210. So you're already operating upside down. So this, this is great. You're not going to last long. So, but this is again, this is, this is communism. But anyway. According to the New York Post, in the aftermath of former President Donald Trump's victory in the Iowa caucuses, Reid expressed her concern about the support he received from this specific demographic. That's, that's what you got to love about these types of broadcasters, is that you're going to try and blame the individual for the likes of those that endorse him. Yet, if he doesn't go out there and actively seek those endorsements, you can't blame the person. The KKK endorsed Trump. Trump never asked for that endorsement. I see. They, they? The pe- huh? Did they? Oh, yeah. Go, go, go look it up. It was on Reuters years ago. KKK said, Trump's our guy. And the left ran with it. 
they ran with it and said, yeah, Trump's, uh, Trump's even endorsed like by the low KKK. Taxes. Do what? Even racists like slow, uh, low taxes, right? <laughs> even the white supremacists like yeah. better gas prices. Who'd have thought? Yeah. It makes burning those crosses way cheaper. Gasoline went up. And that's why we're never going to be on Fox News. Plus, Fox News is bought and paid for anyway. So once again, like the press is just nothing but freaking worthless as per the norm. Yep. Laura Ingram. $25 worth of gasoline on that cross. <laughs> Bill, I can't afford this no more. It's ridiculous. We got to start using something else. Maybe make some homemade napalm. But damn it, man, this gasoline's too much. Yeah. Laura Ingram, Ingram comes out there and tells DeSantis to stop attacking Trump. He's like, you're such a shell. You're such a charlatan. How about you just shut up and report the news? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even CNN, DeSantis did a CNN town hall last night. He did pretty good. He did pretty good. He answered some really good questions. But again, it's one of these things like I miss the days when journalists were just journalists and they just shut the hell up. And that's why I feel like you see news organizations like Fox and CNN and the rest of MSNBC. It's not news anymore. It's political pundits operating under the guidance of a news or a news station saying like, OK, this is going to be your hour and we want you to talk about whatever it's your it's politics. It's like, but then don't consider yourself a news source because you're not. I'm not so sure that they were ever journalists. Yeah. Seeing what we see yeah. now, like how blatant they lie. Oh, yeah. Like yep. MSNBC not playing Trump's victory speech. Mer- after Rachel Maddow said <laughs> yeah. the same thing. I'm not going to yeah. cover it. It's like she you're a journalist. It. You're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Like they're dictating what mm-hmm. what's new, what you should see, what oh, yeah. you shouldn't see. That's- Sheila, Sheila asked me a good question the other day. She's like, would you be as um, adamant at supporting Democrat or uh, watching and, and commentating on Democrat debates? It's like, absolutely. So you've got to know your enemy. I like, you cannot ignore them. Like, I, and that's where I, I think most people probably agree with something like that. I would watch DNC debates. They're not going to happen. Biden's not going to debate. There's yeah, no way. We did in 2015. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you have to watch those. You got to see, number one, what the, li- that's why I said you need to watch the Newsom debate with DeSantis. And, yeah, in 2020. Mm-hmm. We watched all watch those it. debates. Yeah. They're all dummies. <laughs> They're entertaining to watch to see who can virtue signal the loudest. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. I still remember, like, again, Kamala Harris, uh, who was Alluded the most effect up there on stage? Oh, my God. How was that little girl, Joe, How was on that? that bus? Yeah. Sure you were, Kamala. Okay, sure you were. Sure. Then you grew up and you got to where you're at on your knees. That's been confirmed by multiple sources, by the way. She gets up there and infers that Joe Biden's racist, and then he offers her the VP. Because you know why? Because she's black and a woman, and that marks off the intersectional boxes. Yeah. And then even black people on the left are like, what has she actually done for us? Joe Biden said, Kamala, Kamala Harris is going to handle the border. Cue the cricket sound thing there we go yeah we're such a well-produced show <laughs> first class buddy. that's why when you support us on on uh, locals you know help us afford a uh, producer a show producer to come out here and like make the show even better which again i think we got a pretty good setup here we, we, we do it we operate within the uh, the yeah, bounds right. of common sense here but um yeah joe biden was like Kamala, we want you on the team yeah get in the back of the bus why why did he want her on the team you know why um, expanding on Jones's remarks, um, <clears throat> Reed emphasized that for individuals who believe God has granted them ownership of the country, conventional considerations of electability become irrelevant. I love how they use big words to try and befuddle people into thinking that they're educated on what they're talking about. They're not. They're, they are really not. Uh, she asserted that when a person identifies as a white conservative Christian and views others as fraudulent or less real Americans, their primary concern becomes what they perceive as God's gift to them. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with that statement, but who she's trying to apply the statement towards is very inaccurate. 
Now, the Groyper movement, which is just very minimal, and it's all on Twitter, it's like, of course, you could take that white nationalist position. Yes, of course. It would apply to them. But that's not MAGA. They do align with MAGA, which is interestingly enough. I, I don't get that. They don't like Jewish people, but Trump is pro-Jew. I, that doesn't add up to me. That's no different than Nor- Laura Loomer being friends with Nick Fuentes. Like, this is the same guy that wants you dead. You make no sense. Like, your, your, political, your political lines are very blurred. Like, it just doesn't make sense to you. It's like the Jews being friends with the Nazis. Like, this is not a good friendship. You're not going to benefit well from this. You should probably break off that, that, uh, that friendship. So, but anyway, it's just, uh, it's Joy Reid being a racist is what she does. This, these are black liberals. They get away with so much. And that's why white people got to stop being afraid. Start standing up and like calling these black pieces of crap out or racist pieces of shenanigans. I'm trying not to cuss anymore. Ah, this article. Oh my God. Has there ever been a son that has brought on more shame to his family on the international stage than Hunter Biden? You got booted out of the Navy dishonorably. You were an officer. That's like the best thing that's happened to him. Like if you rate like oh, the terrible God. things that he's that's probably the what he would lead with. Yeah. You know, yeah. Remove from his that. resume. Oh my gosh. DOJ says cocaine residue found on Hunter Biden's gun pouch. And all I can think of when I hear or I read something like this is like, well, I'm sorry, I thought this is America. <laughs> I want to do blow and shoot. I can do blow and shoot. Oh, all right. All right. Can't shoot guns and get high. <laughs> why not? Do a do a bump and then go blow some rounds off of your target. I mean, come on. Nah. I get it. I get it. Again, Joe Biden sits there and cracks down on drugs. He brings in Kamala Harris, who's imprisoned more black people than anybody else out there. Um, and then when it comes to, and this is on weed, this is on weed, by the way. And I don't care who you are. Weed is not a gateway drug. I have never like hit a blunt and be like, you know what? I want crack. Let's do some heroin. Never have. You know what it, it turns into is like, I'd really like some of those animal crackers that have the icing coating. Those things are the bomb. That's what happens yeah. when you smoke weed or you do our gummies. You get hungry and yeah, the worst decision is going through Taco Bell. Oh my that's, God. No, that's the worst decision. I haven't made. had Taco Bell in forever. I, I can't, my stomach can't handle it anymore. And last night we actually, uh, we had homemade deer chili. <sighs> Ooh, Lord almighty. Uh, having it for dinner again tonight. Oh, bro. Can oh you make my. that noise for me again. <sighs> oh, yeah. And make that my ringtone. Yeah, <laughs> you're, Laura's gonna like. Who the hell is calling you? I'll text you at like ten o'clock at night. Set, buddy. You divorced yet? <gasps> oh my gosh! And nothing's gonna happen to Hunter Biden. Authorities found cocaine residue on Hunter Biden's gun pouch in 2018. The Justice Department revealed in a new filing Tuesday, hindering his legal defense against three gun charges. Prosecutors use the evidence. So this guy was doing blow and carrying. Oh, just <laughs> with hookers. <laughs> with hookers. Like, oh, by the way, TF13 got your email. Thank you for the donation. Uh, she donated $25 to us via allamericansavageshow.com. She said she couldn't figure out how to do it on Rumble. Thank you, by the way. I responded to your email. I think I called you brother. I call everybody brother. I'm sorry. Um, but thank you very much for, for much for that. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, authorities found cocaine residue on Hunter Biden's gun pouch, blah, blah, blah. Prosecutors use the evidence of cocaine residue to urge judge presiding over his gun case to reject Hunter's request for the judge to dismiss the matter. Hunter faces three criminal charges related to his possession of a firearm. Uh, Hunter can't own a firearm. I thought he was a convicted felon. Yeah. You can't, you're not allowed to own a firearm. Now, here's the thing though. I disagree with that on the premise of if you serve time and you pay back, depending upon the crime, if it's a white collar crime, come on. 
if you use a gun in a murder, you forfeit that forever. Like you're done. Like I think here's the thing. I think if you commit murder and you're found guilty of it, manslaughter, you're you're in jail for life. Homicide, yeah. excuse me. You're in jail. Like, there is no thirty years. No, you took somebody's life. Your life is forfeit. I think that's a fair assessment. But somehow along the lines, we got it blurred. Um, I, I don't know. But to be clear, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun, prosecutors wrote. An FBI chemist determined the substance was cocaine, court filing said. Uh, Hunter previously acknowledged he used crack cocaine and smoked Parmesan cheese. <laughs> what? Like, intentionally? Like, no. Clearly, he had to think it was, like, crack. I guess. Afraid, this guy is a legitimate, legitimate, I sound like I'm smoking crack, a legitimate crackhead. And dude, I just feel like we are watching one of the most blunderous administrations play out before our very eyes. And it's just like, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. You got a crackhead son. He shouldn't even be allowed in the White House. He shouldn't even be allowed anywhere near it. He should be in prison. Lawyers also contend the president's son was selectively charged for political, pre political reasons. Oh, I'm sure they would. What political reasons would you have to prosecute somebody who was illegally carrying a gun, using drugs, utilizing hookers and escorts? Oh, by the way, apparently an article broke about Tristan Tate hiring an escort. It's like, bro, really? Like, are you that sad that you have to hire women to be with you? That, that's kind of sad. That is kind of sad. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't get somebody to find you attractive because you're repulsive personality? Like, come on. What's going on with those guys? I don't know, man. I think they're pieces of crap. I think they're pieces of crap. This emergence of this whole, and this, you know, the lack of masculine figures in our society. We've demonized the likes of like John Wayne, the Clint Eastwoods, uh, those that actually represented true masculinity on the big silver screen that influenced a lot of our young men and men. I was going to say women, but them too. Because uh, now in today's day and age, you know, women can be whatever they want to be. They just got to attach, you know, remove some skin from your forearm, make a fake ding dong. And there you go. You're a dude. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Your, uh, your five o'clock shadow is showing. <laughs> Even though you can cut your nuts off, you're still a dude. But I feel like there's been a, a sincere lack of masculine representative or representation in American society. So then you see when there's a gap there, you're going to see the, the, the shills and the charlatans try and plug that gap. And that's Andrew Tate. That's the, that's the Tate brothers. They try and target young men, military age men, and influence them into thinking that we're going to teach you how to be high value men, masculine figures, yada, yada, yada. And they complicate the matter. And they teach these men that you don't need women. Women are blah, blah, blah. And it, it's at the base level, it's a generalization. It's an overall generalization. It's, it's the lazy man's thinking terms. So, and then the states are being investigated for human trafficking. And again, I believe in due process. And it's until proven guilty, whatever. But this is the same guy that was literally proven as running webcams, um, having women do this stuff, making a lot of money, pimping these women out cyber-wise. And it's like, yeah, dude, you're kind of a piece of shit. Sorry, you are. Like you sit there and you, you talk about like this high value stuff and then you do this. It's like, you're just kind of a degenerate. You're nothing more than a pimp. And it's like, and you think you're high value? Hustler nah, University. Hustler University. There's actually idiots that buy into that stuff. <clears throat> can you believe that? Yeah. Teach I me can. how to be a, join the military. Well, I would say join the military, but this day and age, they'll probably teach you how to chop your ding dong off and <laughs> identify as a female. Put this so, dress on. Yeah, put this dress on. Roger that. I just, Yeah. 
Uh, Hunter refused in July to accept a plea deal laid out by prosecutors after negotiations fell apart due to questioning by Judge Marilyn Norica about the diversion agreement. The agreement afforded Hunter the ability to plead guilty for not paying taxes on more than $1.5 million in income in 2017 and 2018, receiving probation rather than jail time. In addition, Vice devised a separate uh, diversion agreement that gave Hunter immunity from potential future charges, including a provision to essentially wipe a felony gun violation from his record. Now, we talk about how some prosecutors, like, they're only doing this for political motivation and reasoning. You're telling me the deal they tried cutting Hunter Biden was not politically motivated based upon who his father is? Are you really sitting there trying to tell the American people this and expect us to believe you? That's how stupid they think you are, folks. That's how dumb they think you are. They legitimately think that you're dumb enough to believe. And here's the deal. Democrats are. You are dumb enough to believe something like that. Oh, they are. That's why they lie to you constantly. And it's just like, it never changes. It never changes. But, you know, can, can you blame them? If you've got stupid people that are, are voluntarily willing enough to be manipulated to that extent, you can't really blame them. You're taking advantage of ignorance. We got a lot of ignorance in America. So, um, Trump's trial, uh, we got judge instantly shuts down Alina Haba on second day of trial. Uh, Sparks flew, and again, this isn't televised. I think it should be televised, but this is coming from court reporters. Sparks flew on day two of the E. Jean Carroll trial on Wednesday. When day, and here's the thing. This sounds so horrible to say. E. Jean Carroll accusing Donald Trump of rape. It's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Have you seen you? Have you seen who Trump has been with? This is why I don't believe this. Like, Trump gets supermodels. You're hideous. You kidding me? Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't believe that. She comes off as such a nut job. She is. And that interview she did with Anderson uh, Cooper where she said people fantasize about rape she's a psychopath yeah. well yeah the well, only reason that they're they keep finding Trump guilty on this shit is because they don't like him I don't well, know how you, this isn't know how you this isn't about the rape though like, the other, get it th like get it taken to another court well this is defamation though and it's kind of like if Trump would shut up on some of these issues but at the same time, though, it's like, do you actually have him? Because I know he was... He Isn't that your First Amendment right to be like, no, I didn't do anything to this lady. She's a psychopath. But it didn't stop there, though. That's the problem. That's where it's just like, if Trump would just say that, and I don't know. I, I think this whole I, thing... I, I think, think he did. It's just stupid know. at root, honestly. But either way... Uh, on Wednesday, when Donald Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, asked a federal judge, Lewis Kaplan, if the trial could be adjourned so that Donald Trump could attend the funeral of his mother-in-law, Amalija Nabs, once again, Judge Kaplan denied a request. Political legal reporter Erica Orden relayed the exchange from the courtroom. Judge Kaplan says, the application is denied. I will hear no further argument on it. Haba attempted to speak. Kaplan said, none. Do you understand that word? Sit down. But Haba doesn't, wasn't done there. She continued to air her grievances at the judge in the federal court in New York, or Orden reported the exchange as follows. Haba, I don't like to be spoken to that way, Your Honor. She continued to ask for an adjournment at which Kaplan cut her off again. It's denied. Sit down. You're in a federal judge. You're in a federal courtroom. <sighs> I don't respect any of those people. I don't either. But at the same time, it's like, oh, man, we'll see how it turns out. Haba has now made this request on behalf of her client multiple times. I think what they're trying to do here is pit the American people against these judges and the court of public opinion. There's just no other reason. For, and then try to use that as like, say, look, this is discrimination. There, This is clearly a political motivation to discriminate against my client. Is it what she requested? Is that far-fetched? Not really. It's a funeral. I mean, come on, judge, show some sympathy. I, I, that doesn't matter who you are, unless you're Hunter Biden. Screw that guy. No, but seriously. But at the same time, if you're going to go up there and tell a federal judge, I don't like to be spoken to that way. It's like, that judge is really going to hate you. I mean, he's going to hate you no matter what, because I, I do feel like a lot of these judges are very biased. Oh, They're yeah. very biased. Um, 
Habba has now made this request on behalf of her client multiple times despite being denied by the federal judge even before the trial began. This past Sunday, Judge Kaplan issued a memorandum and order regarding Habba's uh, postponement request, providing further information regarding his denial of the request. In the footnote, Judge Kaplan called Trump out for misrepresenting his schedule to try and delay the trial. The judge noted the court subsequently learned that Mr. Trump has scheduled a campaign appearance at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, January 17, 2024, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. There is no requirement that Trump testify in the case, and during the previous E. Jean Carroll defamation trial, Trump claimed he would testify but then fled to Scotland when the trial began. Alina, you're not in state court anymore. Um, this is coming from Erica Orden reporting this via Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, now we're going to see how this one plays out. But this is a trial over defamation. Um, <laughs> this woman's unhinged. Like you've listened, I've listened to her talk and it's just like doesn't this set a terrible precedence moving forward that somebody could say, you know, 45 years ago, yep. this guy we saw with Judge sexually Kavanaugh. assaulted yep. me. This is what the Me Too movement has spawned. No proof. Yeah. No, I, well, no witness, nothing. Literally, nothing I had to take you at your words. Like, yeah. oh, I believe you because you're a woman. It's like you, you do realize that, that women lie, right? Like, and men do too. You, you realize that human beings lie. And again, it's this, it's this idea that we're going to take people to good faith. And then guess what happens? You get lied to. And then innocent people go to jail or get fined with stuff. It's like, and then you wonder why people don't like the system. The system is broken. Oh, it's, it is broken. Yeah. Um, we've got some updates. You remember the Marine guy, the Marine veteran, <clears throat> excuse me, Daniel Penny, who uh, got the guy in a chokehold. And apparently that's what killed him. No, it didn't. Uh, apparently he's been denied and he actually is going to trial judge denies Marine vet Daniel Penny's motion to dismiss the case in subway chokehold death. Penny is charged in the New York city subway death of Jordan Neely. By the way, Jordan Neely, for those that don't remember, Jordan Neely had been videotaped many times going around and assaulting random people on the subway and the streets of New York. This guy was a piece of trash. that was eventually going to get put down by somebody, by somebody very homophobic, this guy insulted gay people left and right, and it's on videotape, on videotape. So when I say that, that's because Democrats are going to take this dude's side simply based upon the fact he's black. That's it. That's literally it. Doesn't matter what the moron did. Doesn't matter what he said. And also the fact that on that subway, he was making threats to people, everybody. And I also want to point out the fact there was a black man that stood by and actually helped Jora Daniel subdue this guy. I watched it. It's like, oh, wait a minute. So you're accusing this guy of murder, but the black dude that assisted because they all knew this guy was a threat. This dude was a legitimate threat. He was saying, I'm going to kill you to random people. That's a threat. But the black dude doesn't get put up on charge, but the white dude does. What does that tell white people in America? Don't live in New York. Don't live in New York. Don't get involved. And then what's going to happen? More criminals, specifically minority-based criminals, are going to get what they want because they know all I have to do is scream racism, and that's it. That's it. A New York City judge denied Daniel Penny's motion to dismiss the criminal case against a Marine veteran who killed Jordan Neely with a chokehold on a subway last May. While we disagree with the court's decision not to dismiss the indictment, we understand that the legal threshold to continue an even and ill-conceived prosecution is very low. Penny's attorney, Thomas Kniff, said in a statement after Penny appeared in court Wednesday, we are confident that a jury, aware of Danny's actions, is putting aside his own safety to protect lives of his fellow riders and will deliver a just verdict. Uh, Danny yeah, right. is grateful for the continued prayer support through this difficult process. Uh, Dante's Mills, Neely's family attorney, said Judge Maxwell Willie's decision was a big win. 
Um, Penny's attorney tried to get the judge to ignore the grand jury by throwing the charges out. It didn't work. Mill said after Wednesday morning's ruling, the criminal charges against Daniel Penny will move forward. In addition to asking for the indictment to be dismissed, Penny's lawyers wanted the court to suppress Penny's statements to law enforcement, invalidate search warrants, and suppress any evidence obtained. Oh, because that seems fair and balanced. The motions are still outstanding, Miles said, but we know now that this case will move forward. Uh, the case stems from a 1 May 2023 altercation on the F subway train in Manhattan, where witnesses say Neely, a homeless man and former Michael Jackson impersonator, was shouting and begging for money. Penny pinned Neely, and it was more than that. Oh, it wasn't just shouting. He was making threats. This is also somebody previously that had physically accosted people on the subway, broke a, what was it, 86-year-old woman's nose or 76-year-old woman's nose, punched her in the face, broke her nose. There was proof of this. This guy is a menace to society. And then this was. guy was, yeah, thank God for that. Rotten hell, you piece of crap. Penny pinned Neely to the ground with the help of two passengers and held him in a chokehold for several minutes, according to prosecutors. We've reviewed the video footage. We've done this on the show previously. I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That was a rear naked chokehold. You saw the fact that this piece of crap was literally moving his head within the chokehold. That means it's not sunk in. It's called a blood choke. You're cutting off the carotid arteries. You can't breathe, and they go under. And then once they under, you slowly release it. The blood resumes, and then within like six to eight seconds later, you're back to normal. It's like a, it's weird. It's like an internal reset. I've been choked out a few times when you grapple. You you just like you you want to go tap, and then you're out. You're done, and then you just wake back up. It's like crap. I lost. So the fact that they're saying this is what killed him, I highly disagree. Highly disagree. This guy was struggling. You saw his legs moving during the choke, like trying to kick to get out of it. When you're grasping, you're going to see people like bouncing. You're see them kicking his mud. This guy was just nonchalant, nonchalant. And I think he's mentally not well. And I think he was on drugs. So, yeah, that's probably uh, the number one thing that killed him. Fentanyl and George drugs. Floyd's. Yeah, George Floyd and fentanyl and his drug. But no, that's not what killed him. Like, really? Really? The knee on the neck is what killed Come on. Come on. But again, we're going to see people try and, you know, trivialize certain things that play very important uh, aspects of a trial simply to just attack him. It's also because Penny's white. It's because Penny's yeah. white. If here's the deal. If and this is why I pose to America, much less the world. If Penny was black, do you think this would be happening right now? We wouldn't even hear about it. Wouldn't even hear about it. Because black on black violence, that's par for the course. That's acceptable. That's fine. White on a black? No. Black on white? It's acceptable. It's okay. Hey, They've been downtrodden. I have a dream. They've had it so hard for so long because justice is blind, right? Yeah, bullshit. Oh, man. Next on the uh, agenda, Donald Trump goes off on Nikki Haley and racially charged rant ahead of ex-South Carolina governor's must-win New Hampshire primary. I'm not even sure what he said here. Let's let's see if they play this clip. Uh, Donald Trump goes off on Nikki Haley and racial charge. Let's see if they actually play. Okay, hold on. They're going to play it. Got the clip for you, folks. Let's listen to it. I, I haven't heard this yet. I don't know if it has any merit to it, but let's go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, boom. Donald Trump here with Nikki Haley. Here we go. Uh, they're not playing it. 
Oh, on his true social. It was it was on his true social. It's not him actually speaking. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa, former President Donald Trump turned 2024. Okay. Uh, anyone listening to Nikki Nimarada's sick Haley whacked out speech last night would think that she won the Iowa primary. She didn't. Trump posted on true social. Nikki came in distant third. That's actually not wrong. He's right on that one. Haley's full name is Nimarada Nikki Haley, and her critics have often used her given first name to draw unflattering attention to her Indian heritage. She said she would never run against me. He was a great president and she should have followed her own advice. Now she's stuck with weak policies and a very strong MAGA base. And there's just nothing she can do. Trump went on. Um, Haley's team quickly shugged off the tirade against her as desperation on the part of the 77 year old. Donald Trump is attacking Nikki for one reason. She's got the momentum and he's scared. A campaign spokesperson, bro, she came in third. He's not scared. Like I'll tell you this right now. He's not scared. And of that third place, I sincerely wonder how much of that was Democrat influence. There was a lot of people that said Democrats switched parties that day in the Iowa in the Iowa caucus to vote in favor of Haley. Haley's got some big Democrat donors. So Haley coming in third, I think is pretty honest. But the level of this, she came in, which was like, again, 19.1%. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. I sincerely don't. Another thing, less than 10% of the Iowa Republicans came out to vote for that caucus. That's pathetic, regardless of who you vote for, because if you if you showcase this come the presidential, you can't sit there and complain when you start losing, when Republicans start losing congressional seats. You really can't. In all fairness, it was like blizzard like conditions out there, though, right? Yeah, but 10 percent, 10 percent. And again, that's all around Iowa. So there were over like how many like thousands of polling stations? I think. If there was a bigger turnout, had there not been uh, bad weather. Oh, for sure. But 10%, that's that I think it would have fell more towards Trump. Because in, what was it, in 2016, I think there was like 186,000 people showing up, which it Mm. was. Uh, uh, Even still, that's that's still only like 18, 19%. The most they ever had. Yeah, that's sad. More Americans got to get involved in politics. I don't care where you vote. You've got to get involved. Um yeah, back to this. I, I, how, okay, Trump also dinged Haley for supporting entitlement reform, which is described as cuts to Social Security benefits needed her over the past support for uh, raising the gas tax while South Carolina governor. Haley had indicated back in 2015 that she would back an increase in gas tax so long as it was paired with reduction in state income tax. So it's like you're not really doing anything. You're stealing from Mary or you're stealing from Peter to pay, pay Paul. It's like, ah, okay. It's it's very disingenuous to take that approach, but again, people are going to believe it. Haley is the establishment candidate who is loved by Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney. Read yet another meme shared by Trump. Trump endorsed Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney. What are you talking about? He did. This is why it's stupid. It's like, come on. But <laughs> she's the establishment. I'm also voting for Ron McCain or John McCain. John McCain's a great guy. He's such a great guy. But Nikki establishment, she's establishment. I'm just like, dude, you're the establishment. You are the establishment. Nikki Haley is really the establishment, though. It's like it's, it's, it's like a racist calling another racist racist. It's like, what? You're both racist. What are you talking about? But to sit there and I'm not saying these two. I'm just talking about in general. But nothing he said was racist. Uh, using her first name, that, that's racist now. That's her first name. So now her parents are racist for naming her that? I think it's ridiculous, but whatever. Dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, for weeks, Trump's, I'm, I'm done with this article. This is stupid. It's a nothing burger. Say that it's stupid. I, and I'm not. Nikki, part of me, though, part of me wants Trump to pick Nikki Haley as VP because, oh, my God. Like I said, the mental gymnastics that will occur within MAGA trying to suddenly defend her and say, like, oh, she's okay. Even Charlie Kirk, even Charlie Kirk tweeted out, do not do it. The base will revolt. She's this, that, and the other. And then Kirk previously has praised her. It's like, I wish you'd yeah. make up your mind. I, I wish you people I, would make up your mind. I wouldn't be excited about it, but I'm not going to revolt. 
I think he means revolt in the, in the, in the sense of they're not going to vote for Trump if Nikki Haley's a VP. You're going to vote for Trump. You're going to vote for whoever yeah. he tells you to vote for. That's what you do. That's what Kirk and the rest of them do. Trump gives you your marching orders. You regurgitate them to your influencer base. They regurgitate to the Twitter followers and Instagram users and Facebookers. And you just north and south. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I don't think if, if he does pick Nikki Haley, mm-hmm. I, de- I don't think she gets elected in 2028. I don't think she has. She will, think so? I just don't think there's that many people that like her. Yes, yeah, same. Well, I mean, that could easily change if she does get picked as VP and Trump wins the, uh, the general and then he actually takes the presidency. A lot can happen in four years. A lot can happen in four years. I'm not saying will, I'm not saying well, I don't know. Well, my, look at Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a great, a great run together. Yeah. All right. The, the economy was great. Mm. Pence didn't get any boost off of that. I think Pence torpedoed himself when MAGA demanded he basically suspend the electoral counting and push it back down to the states, which again, you can't do that. That's unconstitutional. When Pence wouldn't Is do it? it. Yeah, it's unconstitutional. Are you sure? Yeah, there has to be investigations. It's kind of like, there's been nothing. It's like, you can go through the process and then say, we challenge the elections. And then it can do, you can go to the court, you can do all that stuff. But to sit there and say that we're going to, like, because the people are protesting, that we're saying, okay, hold on. We're going to kick this back down to the states. It was, already, it was already certified. So it's like, Pence did the constitutionally protected thing. He, did the, he made the right call. I'm sorry people don't like that. That's constitutionally protected. But that, in and of itself, is what turned MAGA against Pence. They blamed him. Trump blamed Pence. But Trump also knew Pence couldn't do anything. You can't. And also, here's the other thing. It's symbolic. Like, counting the votes, and count, that's symbolic. They already knew the votes. They already had him in. That's why I was like, whatever. But to go back to your other point, though, a lot can change in four years. I don't know. But I do think that Nikki Haley is a big-time neocon I would never vote for her. If Trump takes her as VP, I definitely would not be voting for that ticket. Absolutely not. And I and here's the thing. They would get crushed in the general. They would get crushed in the general because mm. Republicans will not turn out. I think a good chunk of Republicans, Republicans, especially DeSantis people, would not turn out to vote for that ticket. Because Nikki Haley, I don't even know why she decided to run. Like, she is not liked. She is really not liked. She was not an impressive governor. She was a UN ambassador. That's the job you get people that you just don't want around you. Like, go away over there. She hasn't really accomplished much. So, I don't know, man. I really feel like if Trump picked her, bro, you just torpedoed your campaign hard. Hard. I wouldn't pick her. I wouldn't pick her either. I honestly, if I was Trump, I'd pick DeSantis. DeSantis, it's not going to be Vivek. Vivek, he, he, his, his voter turnout was minimal. Very minimal. He's not going to... Because, again, what you're trying to do here is that when you're taking on Biden, you're trying to unite people as much as you can and build momentum. You could probably do that with DeSantis as a VP pick. You could probably do that. Not saying that it's over. I'm still voting to Sanders until he decides to drop out, if he does drop out. But I'm just going off of what Trump would do, what he should do. But the question is, you know, I have it, I have some I have some other people that are in Congress that have kind of weighed in on this on me privately, and they're like, I think he's gonna pick I think he's gonna pick Nikki. I do. It's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. His picks have not been great. He does not have good picks. Oh, hey, Liz Wallace Crafts is now a monthly supporter. Thank you so much, Liz. I appreciate that. I still have the uh, the thing you made us, the uh, decanter, or not the decanter. I, I used my put I put my port in it. The um, I think that's what it's called. Is right? it decanter? Yeah. No, I don't. I thought decanters had they have open tops. It was like it was a nice crystal um, crystal thingamabobber that you put stuff in. <laughs> The, what is the prop, it, what the is proper it? name. Um, it's a decanter. It is a decanter. Okay, well, I'm just going to shut the hell up then. I thought decanters were for wine. Well, I guess you could put that in wine. Anyway, um, will not be Nikki if they knock off Trump or Deep uh, No. 
So since Nikki said, since she's a good wife and mother, can she be president? Well, well, my ass cannot be president too. Um, oh, gotcha. Gotcha, Liz. Thank you. Trump won't pick Haley as VP. Deep State will get rid of him and install. I, I don't. Where is it? Who is this Deep State? When people say, do you mean corruption? Let's just say it's corruption. But who? Like, who is this? If he picks Nikki, how is Deep State? You talking about like an assassination? I think if anybody posed the risk of being assassinated, that's RFK Jr. That, that's just the way I feel on that one. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, see, JoJo Starbuck in the chat says the law states the vote could have been delayed for, I think, eight days. Pelosi claimed no, it doesn't. Oh. And made it. Eh. So. So there's that. Uh, made a law saying, we could, and then it just, you can't question election. You can always question election. Oh, that's not, wait, hold on. The to topper also doubles as a butt plug. Oh, Liz says, we're going to try that out later. You, you Pelosi <laughs> can say everything she wants. You can absolutely question an election. You can contest elections. The more, you know, just because Pelosi says something doesn't mean it's believable, but she says a lot of things that are actually untruthful. Either way, Pence was right. Uh, we got, do y'all remember, remember Dick Morris? This is the guy that got relieved from the Clinton campaign for paying prostitutes to suck on their toes. You remember this guy? A lot of people don't. Texas S. Bing says, Deep State is identifying the book Government Gangsters. Thanks for the $50 dono. Texas is identifying the book Government Gangsters. I, I don't... I haven't read that book. I haven't either. I still need names. Who, who are the Government Gangsters? Who's the Deep State? Now... I mean, you could consider like the CIA deep state because, you know, they're operating behind the scenes doing whatever the hell yeah. they want to do. FBI. FBI. You're talking yeah. about corrupt individual actors in those organizations. If that's think, who you're referring to as deep state, I can understand. But that's just, that's political corruption. That's where I stand on that one. Dick Morris. Man. <laughs> this guy was literally fired from the Trump administration for paying prostitutes to suck on their toes. Now, again, I'm not kink shaming people. Do what you want. I don't care. I don't personally understand. I don't get the infatuation with feet. I don't. I don't either. I, I sincerely don't. I don't even get them with hands. Boobies, butt, I get. That makes sense to me. Makes sense. I just got a nice boob. Got a nice butt. Fair enough. Feet? Uh, just, uh, you know, but tease through. Do what you want. Just don't hurt other people and don't involve kids. I don't care. I don't care. Everybody has their their wires wired in a weird way in their brains. You do what you want. It's beyond me. And I don't think the government should get involved. You want to go out there and, you know, stick a... Stick a flower up your butt and stand upside down and call yourself a vase. I don't care. Welcome to America. But don't get your knickers in a twist over it. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. A talking head news interview took an awkward turn Monday when a man wearing nothing but his underwear strolled behind commentator Dick Morris as he sat in what appeared to be someone's living room. Host Rob Schmidt was speaking with famous political consultant over a remote video feed on the Newsmax cable news outlet about Monday's Iowa caucus results. The odd interruption came just as Morris was providing an analysis of what an Iowa caucus victory would mean for former President Donald Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, according to Mediate. While conveying his belief that Trump would score a huge victory, a door behind Morse opened, revealing a man seemingly wearing only boxer shorts and an undershirt walking by. I'm not making this up, folks. Here it is. It, like, this is it. <laughs> here's, here's old Nicky boy sitting there in a nice suit trying to give this professional commentary. And out walks this dude in a wife beater and boxer shorts. Dude has to be in a 60s, bald-headed guy. And he's just like, what the hell? 
<laughs> it's just the most, it's different if say, for example, like we've seen examples to where like a kid will run through, it's like, hey, hold on, daddy's talking real quick. Yeah. Or the wife has to get the kids. There, I mean, good look, life happens. I get it. This is just weird. Like, Dick, where's the lube? <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. Oh my God. And why do they have this dude on Newsmax? Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing if they're gay I don't care if they're gay go, go do it mean, it's weird but whatever do, do what makes you happy but bro you at least should have warned me like hey guys look I'm gonna be on Newsmax uh, maybe don't walk through this room while I'm in here and you hear me talking it's kind of a big deal a lot of people watching this maybe don't come walking through in a wife beater looking like trailer trash yeah it's just dude I <laughs> sex panther in the chat says uh, get them old shrivel balls back in here boy <laughs> I, I, I just, oh my God. Uh, wait, Sean, they had a text us kind of like how Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott are closeted. Tim Scott's girlfriend was, she's beautiful. I don't know if that's a beard. Gra- Lindsey Graham, I could see that. That dude's got gay written all over yeah, him. Yeah, he looks like he probably dresses he up in a gown. I bet he wears a pocket protector in the shower. He's that big of a nerd. He seems like it. He, he does seem Lindsay the type. Graham. Lindsey Graham? Absolutely. He, you just you look at that guy, it's like, mm, I would check his hard drive. He's got those weird beady little eyes. It's like, I don't trust that guy. Oh, well. <laughs> That's the show for you today, folks. I'm glad you tuned in today. Thank you for being here. If you like what you heard, if you want to support the show, head on over to Locals. Support us there. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for being supporters. Every Friday, we're cutting a deal on Shell Shock. If you're a local supporter, you're getting 35% off no matter what just for supporting us. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You guys have been phenomenal. We'll be back here right here tomorrow, 12 p.m. C- yeah, show tomorrow. Yeah, 12 p.m. CST. Sorry for a little bit late start today. But also, make sure you stay safe out there with these weird adverse weather conditions. Um, starting to shine up a little bit here in Texas, thankfully. The ice is melting. Um, and we'll there just... were schools that were closed just because it was cold out. It's Texas, dude. I get it. I know. I know. I mean, I, you're just mad because your kids got to stay home. And it's like, I want them to school. No, no, no. no they I went know, to school. I like, know, my kids went to school. But Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wait, so which one are you talking about? My brother said his, uh, his daughter... It stayed home on uh, Tuesday. Was it because of ice, though? Potential ice? Black ice? Because it was cold. Oh. <laughs> Just because it's cold. It's different. It's like, hey, there's possibly ice on the roads. It's not worth dying over. That I can understand. But like, if it's just cold, it's like, no. no. Yeah. I think like anything below 32, there you go. It's going to freeze. Okay, don't come in. But then again, actually, no, I disagree with that one because there's states up. And I'm, I'm saying just because of Texas. We don't handle snow. That's what these, and I love all the Yankees up north. They're like, man, y'all can't handle a little bit of snow. You freak out. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't snow here. You can't handle heat. Come down to Texas and try our heat. Every one of you snow bunnies is out there. It's like, let's just do, oh my God, I'm going to die. And then you, you take on the same positioning when it comes to snow. Of course, where you live is what you're accustomed to. So yes, when it's when it starts to even flurry here in Texas, we go straight daughter party and identifying who in the family we're eating first. That's just the way it works, bro. That's Texas. So if you don't like that, don't move down here, especially if you're a liberal. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in today. And we'll see you bright and early right here tomorrow at 10 o'clock or 10 o'clock or 12 p.m. CST on the All-American Savage Show podcast. You got anything to have a man? You guys have a great night. And as always... Stop sucking prostitutes' toes. It's just freaking weird.